Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, and welcome to Season 3 of Birds with Friends on a momentous day in the athletic Philadelphia. I am Bo Wolf here in Portland, Maine, in my nephew Caleb's room, and I knew it was a good sign when I came in here to record because he's got a picture of a little duck, a little duckling on the wall, which is incredibly on brand for Birds with Friends. And joining me now from presumably his basement, Sheil Kapadia, the man uh, of the day, the man of the hour. And Sheil, uh, my first question and I think you, you know what's coming here. The announcement that Zach Berman will be joining the Athletic Philadelphia. Very exciting from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And that you will be uh, dipping your toe in, into the national stuff. And, and my, my only question, my first question, I have lots of questions, but my first question is, is this your way of getting back at me for doing the Phillies podcast? That's 100, 100% right. I, I didn't know if you Damn. had a gauge on that or not, but once you began everybody hits. I thought the writing was on the wall a little bit. I felt like I needed to make some kind of power move. I went, uh, I went straight to the bosses, made some demands. They said yes to some, no to some others. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, the impetus for this one. Uh, And then, uh, it it wasn't all that I'll admit it wasn't all that. Uh, number two is that I'm trying to do anything I can to, uh, get away from this serial draft and never have to do it. And so, you know, those two things combined just made it uh, an opportunity that I had to uh, I had to pursue further. If I have to show up at your house one day with uh, a big board of cereal, if that's what it takes, and we're going to get this cereal draft done, I'm I'm going to I'm going to say next week now. But but we will see. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about what's going on here. Well, I think some details need to be ironed out, but basically I'm moving off the uh, daily Eagles beat so I won't be at, you know, practices and uh, press conferences and and games all the time. You know, I think I'll stop in from time to time. I I will still be writing about the Eagles. I will still have takes both on this podcast, which we'll get to, and also on the Athletic Philadelphia. But I will, in addition to that, uh, be writing quite a bit about the entire league and really offering some terrible uninformed takes about uh, what's happening with the other team. So I look forward to, uh, to doing that. I, your, your first story better be just ripping McVeigh for uh, being a coward and, and tearing to tearing to shreds the mystique of, uh, you know, the gambling man of Sean McVeigh. Let's, let's, let's get that done first. Listen, no one deserves this more. Than you, very excited. I would disagree with I'm, that. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm very happy for you, but uh, I'll miss I'll miss seeing your face on a on a daily basis. Well, you'll still hear my voice. I can send you uh, selfies. 
whenever you like. I'm in you on know, that. If you're missing, yeah, let me know, or I'll get uh, Naya to maybe you know they love using the the camera functions on the iPad and the iPhone, and so they'll be uh, taking my picture. I can't wait to talk to. Uh, Zach, I have a question to pose to both of you about my absence there in the media room, but I'll save that. Oh, but, I know uh, exactly what your question is going to be. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll get to that. But yeah, why why don't we explain sort of that? So that's the athletic portion of this. So uh, you and Zach will be full time. What does this the- mean for birds with friends? Right. You well, yeah. You and Zach will be full time on the Eagles beat for the Athletic, doing a fantastic job. It's a great uh, combination. I think I will be reading. You will be at every whatever press conference, practice game, all those things. We know Zach doesn't miss any of those. You, you know. Yeah. You, you I mean, rarely, I'm not going to be there for the first those, couple of days yeah. of training camp. So let's let's keep expectations uh, where they should be. You know, I'll be doing the well, same thing I've been doing. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little strange for you working with somebody with uh, kind of Zach's work ethic and, you know, his kind of commitment to the job after. Uh, right, I'm going to be the slacker now. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can give you some tips on that. Okay, I appreciate that. So, what does this <laughs> so that, mean uh, for Birds with Friends Shield? And, and this also, in addition to the looming uh, move that was always going to happen about uh, going behind the athletic paywall for the podcast, we have, uh, we have some news that is not necessarily um, set in stone, but this is the way things are moving. So uh, how, will this, how will this go about? Sheila, you will still be, of course, a part of Birds with Friends. That's, uh, that you're not going anywhere, right? Yeah, I don't know if I have many Eagles takes, but as listeners know, I have takes on a lot of other subjects, and I need an outlet to, uh, to voice those. And so birds with friends will be my outlet. I think tentatively we're thinking, you know, we do like three podcasts during the week, during the season. Uh, I think I will be on two of those is the plan. And then you and Zach will handle the post game pod. But listen, if I have a hot take on a Sunday and I'm at home watching all the games, I may ask to call in or listen, if you can a, call in at, at a, a, you know, at a two in the morning, we're going to call you. Yeah. We'll, we'll cold call you. Well, I'll be, yeah, I'll be sitting here in my basement writing probably. And so uh, that might be a, well, you know, I like to procrastinate and welcome that's those true. distractions. But I think that's the, uh, that is the tentative setup, yes. And here's what, here's what is likely to happen in terms of uh, the podcast going behind the paywall. We are going to do sor- something sort of like a, um, like a Patreon subscription. So there will be, we haven't f- f- ironed out the exact details of when we're going to record each week, but there will be, your typical free-for-all podcasts, and then there will be one or two um, extra podcasts during the week that will only be available behind uh, the Athletic Paywall on the Athletic app. So something like uh, extra segments or uh, a a very specific, uh, shorter focus stuff. I don't know. I'm just rambling. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but that is what is going to happen. So we will probably have... Uh, Sheila and I for a couple episodes a week, Zach and I for the post-game pod and maybe another episode during the week, and we're going to figure out exactly what goes where. But that is that is the future of Birds with Friends. And as I said, season three, you, sometimes you got to shake up the cast a little bit. Yeah, to be clear, I think the most accurate thing you said is we don't know what's going on. Correct. Uh, and that really goes for everything. You know, we, a week or two from now, it could be a totally uh, different setup. But this is Listen, sort of- I'm not 100% sure that, that <laughs> Zach coming on board means that I'm not getting the boot. So 
I could. This could just be a podcast of me ranting to nobody. Yeah, well, then it will be a, a nice relic for birds with friends, <laughs> hipsters. They can listen in the weeks and months ahead. But yeah, so if you've been one of these uh, losers, who I, you know, I must just one more time, just kind of come at you, who's just been sort of, oh, I'll listen to the podcast, get all their takes there. I don't need to read. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to get to every single podcast. It sounds like. Unless you are an athletic subscriber. So now's the time to subscribe. Uh, click on Bo. You want them to click on your uh, what, what's my, the story? Oh, yeah, my Josh Zide story, please. Yeah. The story about Go my, ahead, my high school pitching rival. Go ahead and click on that and subscribe through there. Uh, for me, you can click on any one of mine. Um, if you want to give me the credit, click on it. Subscribe. Let's not give Zach. <laughs> You're going to uh, give, give any of mine? Come on. You, well, I, you know you have a specific one that you want. I, I don't know. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen which one I'm at, you know, one of those thresholds yet. So Okay. I, I Last year's Panthers All-22 is, 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 is in the clear? No, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's safe now. The, the people came through on that bad boy. We don't want to give Zach any of the credit. Uh, uh, quite yet, definitely have to earn it, so uh, we've yeah, got yeah. I mean, we've got some seconds. we've got some hazing to do um, yeah. on the new guy for sure. So yeah, don't don't give him let let him earn his uh, his subscriptions. Now I haven't mentioned this to you, Poe, but I'm willing to make a, a a vow here. Okay. If if the Eagles make the Super Bowl, I will commit to daily pods from the uh, end of the NFC Championship game to the post game pod for the Super Bowl. How about that? I don't think that's good enough. No, what? <laughs> I think you. I think you okay. need to make that promise if the Eagles make the NFC Championship game. Mm. I think you can do daily pods heading into the NFC Championship game. I'm going to hold if you to account win, for that. If they win the divisional round. Correct. Uh, all right. If we get 25 new. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, if we get reviews. 10. <laughs> On Apple Podcasts between now and the NFC Championship game, then I can commit to that, sure. The other thing I think is is that um, as we, we're going to be doing more episodes per week than normal, and Shiel is taking on this uh, role in which he's focusing on the league as a whole, I think that means that we are going to be able to uh, spread our focus a little bit on Birds with Friends to uh, you know, maybe one episode a week will be more of a, a league-wide sort of survey. Uh, if that if that makes sense. Oh, OK, sure. Let's do it again. I don't know exactly what we're committing to, but <laughs> I, these are ideas that are running through my head. You know, the, I always enjoy the around the horn bills. We'll have those coming uh, for our season preview stuff. So uh, I think I think that's a reasonable, you know, you've got these takes you want to fire off. Let's uh, we, you can we can be your sounding board. I'm not going to have better takes. Uh, oh, yeah, same quality happen. takes, just different focus. Correct. I would say more informed, but uh, not better is what I'll commit to. Yeah, that's fair. But also, okay, less informed on each sit- when you you know when you're embedded with a team, you, you're a little bit more informed than when you're trying to survey thirty one others, thirty two. Correct. It's oh, a tough I'll be, job. Yeah, I'll be very ill informed on Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Anything right, else you want to get on? Start the haze. I mean, should I be like? Should process. I be? Should I be offended? You know, I am worried about me having such a, such minimal human interaction now, which yeah, you know I mean, I'm a fan of. I know, but this is a dangerous road for you this to go down. This is dangerous, yes. I, you know, I need to uh, – I was watching Wimbledon and I was thinking, should I join like some kind of tennis thing? Um, 
I'll play tennis you know, with you. Can I? Uh, okay, great. I played the other day. Uh, uh, you know, is there some volunteering work I can do to kind of get out there and uh, contribute to society, meet people? I'm having a bit of a midlife crisis. We can get to that uh, maybe a little bit later. But wow, yeah, what these a tease. are all thoughts. Thoughts going through my head right now. I am a little bit worried about you being alone to, for too for too much. You need, I think, you need just to to keep your uh, uh, your tools of interpersonal connection sharp, which I know is tough for you to begin with. I'm a little bit worried about what's going to happen when you're in the basement for weeks on end. I know that's right. I think I think it's going to. It may. I'm worried that it may go down the road of what has started happening to me, uh, which is. We went to uh, we went to dinner the other night, and uh, it was a place where we were. It was like a, a hotel. We were able to uh, leave Casey in the room uh, with Rachel, and then I was having uh, dinner with my family. And uh, the first thing that happened was uh, some family friends came and said hello. And as they were leaving, I waved goodbye to them as if I was waving at Casey. So not like a not like a normal side to side wave, but like a, a fingers down to the palm sort of deal because mm. that's the way that he waves and so I was like okay that's a little weird why am I why am I doing that and then like five minutes later um a waiter or somebody like dropped a plate and I just reflexively went uh-oh which, which is what Casey does so I'm just turning into my uh my year and a half year old so it's good. that's normal every time I have to go to the bathroom I say I gotta go potty <laughs> that's good so here we are that's normal okay all right. All right. Well, we haze the new, the new guy. Let's haze the new guy. Let's call up the newest member of the Athletic Philadelphia for a three-man weave, Mr. Zach Berman. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on Burns with Friends, we welcome Zach Berman. Zach, how are you? I'm doing great. What is the first time caller, long-time listener? That's, that's, uh, I think that's applicable here. That's very good. Uh, tell us, uh, I don't know. I don't know where to start. I guess I've got some questions for you, but we're going to get to those in a minute. What's, uh, how are you feeling today? How do you, you know, where's your athletic pride? What, tell us, uh, why, why you're here. I guess we can all read, we can all read that story, but, um, is it just, you want to force shield out? What's, what's the deal here? No, no, it's certainly not that. A matter of fact, I, I kind of feel like probably how Mike Rowe felt when he was going to that first press conference and, all the questions were about how great a coordinator Frank Reich was. Uh, you know? No <laughs> better compliment. Uh, that, 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 is, that is as buttering up as you could possibly get. <laughs> no, but uh, no. in all seriousness, I am, uh, I'm ecstatic. I, I, I've, um, I should say I, I love my time at the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, but uh, I've been impressed with what you guys have been doing, and uh, I, I've been impressed, frankly, with the athletic overall, not just the Philly site, but the other sites as well. But mostly the and Philly so site. When this opportunity came, <laughs> uh, so when this opportunity came, um, I was I was obviously intrigued, and uh, you know I, I really feel like uh, like the, the 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 type of coverage that I've had for the past seven years, I it, it can grow and improve uh, with what the athletics doing. So I'm I'm eager to start, and and I I know that uh, Shield has a very loyal following. And I am uh, just hoping to compliment the work you guys do. Okay, enough sincerity. That's you, you've gotten your sincerity out of the way. We're we're gonna have to beat that back a little bit, I think. Sheila, what do you got? You're gonna have a hard time with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Well, I think as as I was telling Bo earlier, I think it's going to be weird for him to um, you know work with someone who takes their job very seriously and uh, has kind of the the work ethic. And you know, I I like to kind of slip through the cracks and use my tricks of the trade to not always be fully invested. So that will be certainly an adjustment for him. But I've got to get to the most important question here: What happens to what happens to my uh, my little cubicle there? In the media room, I know, I know this is something Bo worked hard to get his own spot there. He staked, you know, he staked it out when uh, who was it? Teron Davenport left, right? Correct. You got that one. Uh, so, what is your move before a What's before the... a uh, national uh, writer who shall not be named tried to steal it from me? So what's the move going to be with my uh, my cubicle there? Is the, I guess this is an announcement to the media world, whoever listens among the Philly scribes who might be at a table. That uh, I, Is it up for grabs? Is, is there going to be some rearranging? What are your thoughts? I've been yeah, thinking I'm a lot about this. Curious, I'm, I'm very curious, Nick. I'm very curious. I suppose it, it depends how often you'll still, be able to, you'll still be there at the NovaCare Complex. The, for the listeners, the... The, the, the cubicles have your name, so it's not the outlet. So uh, I, I think it's like your cubicle no matter where you go. So I think my cubicle, I assume, remains my cubicle. And then uh, what happens with Shields, yeah, I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of competition among writers who are kind of on the outskirts who, who don't have one yet. Uh, I'm curious to see how, how that's divvied up, but – I'm I'm just hoping my seat's still there when I get there. I know that uh, I know that Daniel Gallen is a listener, and he is he was in the um, the situation I was in two years ago on the outs a little bit. I'm I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna uh, promote uh, or uh, nominate him for a promotion to uh, to a cubicle. But I will say I think I'm coming for Shields Cube. I think I'm looking oh. for a move. Yeah. Because it's then, a really good then uh, it's a it's good a seat, good and seat. then I'm then I'm closer to Zach. It's a, it's a, it's we we don't have to like get up and uh, uh, have to go somewhere Although, to talk. We can. I will say that that the that the uh, the row we're in, it's it's a very loud row sometimes. Well, yeah, yeah Shield, give me of... the give me the pluses and minuses of that seat because I actually like my seat uh, where I am. Jimmy Kemsky warned me that it wasn't going to be very good because it's on the way to the kitchen, but it is a little bit quieter over there. I mean, I'm yeah, not even so, uh, gone yet, and you're you're moving in from my cube. My gosh! Please, you're the one who you, this, this is this. You're the one who who who's moving out on me. I got to oh, pick up I'm, the pieces of my life. Well, it is a good cube. It is sandwiched between uh, Jimmy Kemsky and Jeff McLean. I find both of them uh, very enjoyable neighbors. They're both very neat. They've got some funny takes. We always, I thought, had good conversation there. So uh, I've got no complaints about it. I think it was a very good spot. I'm trying to think of the negatives right now. Uh, I can't even think of the negatives. I mean, you're going to have an upgrade because you're going to be, like you said, away from the kitchen and some of the terrible smells that may uh, associate. Yeah, but closer to the bathroom, and you get the but, you get the sound of the bathroom. Uh, on occasion, depending on the reporter you who's do. in there. Yeah, <laughs> depending on Zach is a little closer to that than I am. But you know, you have headphones on uh, a large percentage of the time, anyway. So um, yeah, no, I would uh, I would encourage you to move in there now. I don't know when I'm going to be there next. So my, my name tag is still there. I have a microphone there. There may be some other stuff. Your but, mic is there. Uh, That's very funny. I'll just say it's up for grabs. So I think Dan Gallon is a good nomination. If you move over, he takes your place. Uh, I think that 
seems like it would be a, a fair outcome for everybody. The one, the other thing that worries me about your, I can't, I mean, this is now like several minutes of conversation that listeners cannot care less about. But uh, the other thing that worries me about your seat shield is your screen is very exposed there. Uh, I wouldn't say very exposed, only if somebody's walking like to go see Zach or Jeff. I would say your screen was more exposed where anybody going to the kitchen, like, I mean, I was sneaking peeks looking at all the weird stuff you were looking at <laughs> online for the last two years I've been doing that. So uh, I don't think you have to worry about that. All right, if you say so. All right, Zach, uh, we're, we're going to put you through the ringer here. We have to, uh, as, as a new member of the podcast, we have to sort of get your stance on some long-standing Birds with Friends topics okay so this is going to be a segment week this is your entrance exam this is going to be called early berm gets the worm and we're going to run through this here for you okay are you ready i'm not as good with the pun so i I like that well the first question is where do you stand on bird puns (laughs) um i i think they give me a, a good laugh when i listen to your podcast i will leave you as the guy on the beat who comes up with the puns though uh but uh, I, I don't object to them. I no. certainly don't object. I, okay. I, I just don't want to be responsible for creating all the puns. You will object. Just give it time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let me give you a hypothetical. You are out sure. to a work dinner at a nice pizza place. Um, and they have – you're familiar with Nomad Pizza? You're oh, a city yeah, big guy. Time. I'm a big pizza guy. Yeah, I'm a uh, big pizza guy. Okay, well then let me let me ask you. You're out to dinner with let's say eight people, and the option is to order several different types of pies and split slices so that everybody can try different kinds, or to order one for yourself. Where do you stand? Also, uh, just to clarify, you know, you may uh, you may have some restrictions where you cannot partake in the eating of some of the said pies. That are ordered, you may have your own preferences on uh, what you like, but go ahead, continue. I'll let you answer the question. Don't badger the witness. <laughs> yeah, shield qualifier is important there. Uh, from where I sit, I think you have to get all the, all the different kinds of pies and try them out. But I don't really have uh, many restrictions. I, I should, I, I suppose, but I, I, I don't have many uh, restrictions when it comes to pizza. So I'm in the camp that get as many pies as you can Red pies, white pies, different toppings, and that way you can kind of see what, whether it's Nomad or somewhere else, what they have to offer. Uh, I, I like the variety, but I can be empathetic to where Shield's coming from. That's the correct answer, and it's also a false flag by Shield because uh, we, uh, the person who was ordering made sure to order as many pies as possible that were uh, up Shield's alley. As many as possible? What is it? Come on. Let's just move on. That was you like two for each other. Get a room. Uh, Sheila, I mean, Zach, when you are flying, do you recline your seat? No, I, <laughs> I do not recline my seat. And uh, for anyone who, who has not seen me, um, <laughs> I am very short. And I feel, like, very guilty if Low I man wins. recline my seat. Uh, <laughs> and, yes, as Jim Schwartz says, natural leverage. I, I, I have natural leverage. Uh, but... Uh, you know, I, I I tend to kind of think about the person behind me there, and I, I don't need so much space, uh, so I am not a seat recliner. What would you? What would be your reaction if uh, a coach told you that 
he was trying to flip the field. <laughs> uh, well, I am an advocate of being aggressive in football. Uh, so I, I, I am of the opinion that, yeah, field position matters, but I, I, I don't like giving away possession, especially when there's a makeable play or a, a play that I feel I, I, can, I can convert on. Uh, so I'm not in the flip the field camp. Uh, I, I do think that, you know, there are no absolutes. So there are times when you should. But by and large, uh, you know, I, I say gamble on yourself. Be aggressive. How do you feel about coaches who sleep in the office? <laughs> um, it, well, I, I, I don't think it, 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 it always results. It, 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 I, I don't think it always produces the necessary results. So uh, if it works for them, that's fine. But ultimately, what matters is how you perform. So... I don't think you need to sleep in the office to win on Sunday. Um, but uh, I do like uh, the running uh, football guy jokes you guys had. So I hope that the sleeping in the office does not end for coaches because it would take away a good segment of your humor. He's doing well so far, he's, i got to say. He's doing very well so far. Uh, I, I know the answer to this one, but uh, for the listeners, would you ever not work on your birthday because it is your birthday? <laughs> no, I would, I would work any single day. Uh, I, I know that's I'm right. I'm not a big birthday guy to begin with. I'm not a big birthday guy to begin All with. All right. But, uh, but I will say that um, I love this job. So if like you could tell me you could relax for a day or work, I prefer the working part of it. So no, I, I don't think a birthday is an adequate reason to miss work. Well, I think the I think the listeners should know that the most Probably the uh, most stereotypical or, uh, I guess, the most uh, descriptive Zach Berman story is that uh, your, your son, your first child, was born, and you were at the office the next day for an off-season Doug Peterson press conference. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, now, <laughs> I, I don't know if I need to defend myself here, but in my defense. Yes, defend um, yourself. It was, it was Doug Peterson. I, he was doing a a roundtable interview, so to speak, with all the beat writers. It was a chance to talk to him for 45 minutes, and we weren't going to have this chance for the rest of, of you know, for the rest of the summer. So it was going to be six weeks until we talked to Doug again, and we were never going to get him in the setting. Uh, number one, number two, like I didn't miss the birth to go to, like, you know, <laughs> I, I was there for the birth. I was present, and I was present thereafter as, as well. I think like the next day, you know, my, uh, there's people visiting. Uh, I don't the baby know. Baby is if in the hospital taking care those, of. I guess that's fair. Yeah, I don't know if if if, if my presence for those three hours were were as um, as necessary. I, I, you know, this my second kid was was born in between the Bears game and the Saints game this year, uh, and was born really early in the morning. And I came to access that day. Now, I didn't go to practice. Oh, no, I did go to practice. I didn't go to the press conference. No, and, I and went to Doug, and, and Doug Peterson was uh, taken aback that you were not there. Yeah, which, which I, I hope is a good sign, you know, like that, <laughs> that he, he, he knows where I am when he walks in. But uh, I, I, I did go that day, and I suppose I didn't have to. But once again, like the baby was born. I was there for the birth. 
and I'm going to have the rest of my life with, with these kids too. So it's, so it's like, I think those two, three hours, um, I think that was all right. So, uh, now I will also say my wife gave me approval for both of those. So it's not like she was saying, you know, don't go. And I still went, uh, she, she knows who she married. I'll put it that way. I'm going to have the rest of my life with these kids. <laughs> wow. Get the, we got to get that in a drop uh, immediately. Actually, let's, let's, let's edit that one out. <laughs> let's edit that one out. That didn't come out the way. Yeah, there's no right. editing. No, no editing yeah, on this that's podcast. That's the one rule of birds with friends. No editing. <laughs> uh, Zach, who's your favorite hashtag sports Indian? <laughs> All right. Right answer. Okay. Good answer. Uh, who comes to mind if we describe someone as a big, strong, powerful as, man? Repeat that. Big, strong, powerful man. Big, strong, powerful man. Um, who comes to mind? This was a uh, it, this was a, a John Schneiderism in Seattle, where you know anytime. Uh, like they signed a lineman, he would get all excited and he would his like hands would go up and he would say, he's a big, strong, powerful man. So we've uh, we've adopted that. Um, but, you know, so, some guys fit the bill. Others do not. So I, it's usually a lineman, I think. Is, is there a guy who uh, kind of fits that football guy description to you on the Eagles or otherwise? Well, the, yeah, well, so, so when I think of that, I'm going with. A guy, Clifton Gators, who was like 6'8", 325-plus. He was a King Dunlap uh, of defensive I, I, line. I just remember Mike Vick saying, saying that guy's my bodyguard right there. Um, so I'll go Clifton Gators for that one. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl 53, the most recent Super Bowl. Uh, one of the worst football games of all time or a real, like, Fun game to rewatch and uh, watch the chess match. Not a fun game to rewatch. A fun game to watch when it was happening. Ugh. I don't know how much rewatching of it I would do, but uh, I mean, I thought it was a. It, it wasn't like the previous year's Super Bowl, um, but it was. Uh, it wasn't a bad game. I, I I didn't think. You know, I I love watching football, so um, I don't think it was a horrible game. But it's it's certainly not one that. I would have queued up to to rewatch every week. All right. Well, we've got some things to work on. That's 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 good to know. You're you're doing very well, but you're not you're not acing. You're not perfect. So we, we've got some stuff to work on. Uh, at the time of the trade, what did you think of the Golden Tate deal? I did not like the compensation for it. Um, good. You know, I, I I thought a third rounder for a half a season um, was was too much. I like the fact that they were being aggressive. I will say at the time of the trade, I thought they would have a better plan to work him in, and they did. Um, yeah, that would make sense. I gave, I, I, I gave them a little more credit than, than uh, they probably deserved on, on, on that one or that, that, that came to fruition. Uh, but, no, I, I did not like the price they paid, although I, I did think that, uh, that being aggressive at, 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 at the trade deadline was the way to go. Uh, that said, I'm, I'm not one of those who says, all right, well, you've got them for, you trade a third round pick, you're going to get a comp pick next year. Yeah, I hate um, that. there's just too many variables there. And, and I, and I, I thought that third round pick would have been pretty valuable this past April. Well, yeah, they only ended up with five picks, so you could make that case. 
exactly. okay, a few a few left. I know that I know that Sheila is sitting there thinking like I can't believe this segment's still going, but but I do have a few left. Um, I'm enjoying it. Okay, uh, what did you think of the press box food spread at Super Bowl Fifty Two? Um, so, all right. So I, I have a pretty good memory. And, um, I will say that, I will say that, um, in terms of like Eagles memory, Eagles recent history, I believe that Zach is the, uh, is the standard bearer. So if, if, if we're going to set up a two can you against uh, Zach against shield, the odds are going to be heavily in Zach's favor. Well, I appreciate that. It will, it will give me at least one thing on shield. Um, but, uh, no, in 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 terms of the press box meal, I I, I don't remember it being remarkable. I, I remember there was uh, not a lot left when I went up there. But I will say that I'm not one of these reporters who goes crazy about the press box spread. Like I, I just want a seat to watch the game and working internet. Um, I don't need uh, cuisine, so to speak, when I'm covering the game. And I will also say about covering that 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 Super Bowl I was uh I was like really deep in my head in in, in terms of how I was gonna cover that game the type of story the type of approach uh for for different things so I remember being at my seat and just like not even thinking of any of 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 much else so if I had to go back to that Super Bowl I I would have tried to enjoy it a, a little bit more I was I was not thinking about much else besides my story that day. If I could go back, I would have tried to steal someone's Caprice. <laughs> I don't even know if they existed. No, somebody had a Caprice. No, remember we got the boxed sandwiches. I believe it was ham, turkey, Caprice. Oh, I thought there I wasn't a, cap- a Caprese. It was just. No, no, uh, this is what made it terrible. There was a Caprese, okay. but I didn't get the yeah, Caprese. Yeah, but there's still spread. Yeah, but they still had a spread. I don't even they remember the spread. spread yeah, there was a there was a yeah, there was a, a there was a halftime spread or something, but it wasn't very good. Uh, Zach, one person in your life and one person in the Eagles organization who you would describe as having juice. <laughs> as having juice, um, one, I'll, I'll go Eagles organization, um, and I would say that. Malcolm Jenkins has juice. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. He's got uh, juice. And then, when he's in yeah. attendance. And he his, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then in my life, uh, I would need to think <laughs> about that. Um, <laughs> it, I, I suppose it, it, I, I know you guys have the, uh, have the juice joke. It really depends how you would qualify that. And juice can mean a lot um, of things. Exactly, exactly. But uh, I guess you see, I, I need some time to think about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I don't have a, a juice. It's an important question. That. Okay, we'll, we'll give you one. Yeah. We'll give you one um, take-home answer. Uh, what did you think of the Clayton okay. Thorson selection? <laughs> I liked it more than Shielded, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I thought what we, 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 he did at Northwestern was really impressive. Number one, I, I thought number two, he was coming off the ATL. Um, he, as we saw with Carson Wentz, that injury takes some time. Uh, I think with a fifth-round pick, there was some upside there that he could develop into a backup quarterback. 
Um, yeah, so I, I, I like that selection. I, I, I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment based on what I saw in a relatively small sample size in the spring uh, because I, I still think he can be a player. Well, it delivered the duck-duck-juice crown back to its rightful owner, so uh, it was a good pick in that sense. Uh, two more for you. This one is uh, just for Shield. What's your, uh, what's your favorite public bathroom? <laughs> My favorite public or, bathroom. Or, what, or, or say that you are in a, in a, in a foreign city. What, what, would, what would be your move in searching for a, uh, a public bathroom? Definitely a hotel lobby. Yeah, that's um, correct. Because I'm, ah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not a big public bathroom guy. Um, I'm, I'm very big on like bathroom etiquette and, and bathroom cleanliness. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of a stickler with that. So I, I would go with with the hotel lobby. I, I do forgot that I have one more because I know the answer to this one, but the listeners need to hear this. Uh, what is what would be number one on your cereal big board? I, so I, I told you guys this. I I haven't been a regular cereal a, a regular cereal eater in about twenty five years. Um, you know, when I was like a kid, I would have it a lot. I'm not a big breakfast guy to begin with. Um, I I like lunch and dinner food. Uh, so back then, I would have said cinnamon toast crunch. I was a big cinnamon toast crunch guy. But uh, I honestly, my my wife likes raisin bran, so we have raisin bran in the house. But I'm not a big cereal eater. Sheila, you can hold your thoughts for next week. Last one, Zach. Okay, if I must. Okay, if I must, I will. Zach, last one. And, and, Go ahead. I was going to say, as I'm thinking about the, about the juice answer. Okay. Uh, who has juice? Okay. It's it's not someone in my life. Okay. That's but okay. the guy I, I imagine has a lot of juice is worldwide West. When yeah. I think of like how you would talk about juice. Uh, World Wide West, uh, who, who's, uh, again, don't don't know him, have seen him, but, like, never really interacted with him. I like the idea better uh, that, like, you're very good friends you, with World Wide West. <laughs> no, yeah, all the stories you hear about World Wide West, I'd be like, that That guy has a lot of juice. That's probably that's a, probably a good answer. All right, last one. Uh, Peck Nest Migrate, Beach, Pool, and Lake. You, you might have to explain okay. that one, though. For yeah, those no, of, no, 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 no. Uh, you got you're it? You're familiar with Peckness Migrate? Yeah, yeah. yeah, familiar with the way, yeah, familiar with the game itself. Um, so uh, I just need to kind of equate it to the world. So Peck, what's the second one in Migrate? Nest. So Nest is, is like Peck Mary. Nest. Peck yeah. is you get it once yeah, yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going with... Uh, Hecking, I, I I guess I'm, I'm marrying the pool. Well, well all right, so Nest. I'm, I'm nesting the pool. Okay. Um, I am um, I'm pecking the ocean and migrating the lake. And I, I'll say this: I like the like being in a lake more than I would like being in an ocean. But I like all that surrounds the ocean environment more than the lake environment. Um, so. I would go with you like getting ocean. sand all over yourself. No, I I don't like that part of it, but you know I I'd like sitting there with the ocean breeze, reading uh, birds with friends on the app or or or, or, the, or, or the athletic on the app, uh, so um, or a book or something like that. So I uh, I would go with um, yeah I'm I'm pecking the ocean um, 
I'm uh, marrying the uh, nesting the, 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 pool. the pool, and I'm migrating from from the lake. Sheila, any thoughts? I'm sorry. Any thoughts? Did you well, leave? What, like... No, you you were uh, you were breaking you were breaking up there a little bit. Uh, I am I am anti sand. The the idea of reading in a in ninety degree weather in a sandy environment does not uh, appeal to me. And I think we need to get Zach to a nice lake. I think should be on our uh, on our to do list. Change his mind a little. Bit. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, Zach. I think you've done well. In your early berm gets the worm entrance inter- uh, interview. Do you have any uh, any parting thoughts? No, I, I look forward to talking about the Eagles too. Um, but uh, <laughs> okay, this is the wrong <laughs> podcast for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I enjoy this, and uh, I I enjoy your your podcast, and and I'm, I'm looking forward to to participating, being a part of it. Well, thank you. The more that you can uh, compliment us, the the better. I'm I'm good in that area. Uh, all right, Zach. We will uh, we will talk to you next week when uh, when training camp is ready to to begin. I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Zach. All right. We now move to our final segment. A little getting a bird in edgewise. Sheila, why don't you let us know uh, what we've got? Okay, loyal listener, Ryan J, Pro Bowl MVP, says, if you could give truth serum to any person involved with the NFL, player, coach, front office member, commissioner, etc., and ask them a question, what would it be and what would the question be? Wow, that is a great question. Mm. Mm. That's good. There's some good mm. options here. I'd love to what ask. What is the... Okay, well, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm trying to think. I'm what trying is the to, most I mean, I'd love to. History. Yeah, there are some like there are some. I'd love to get Goodell in in some kind of uh, like. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Uh, oh God, type deal. <laughs> uh, um, that might take him a while yeah. to uh, answer that one. <laughs> might take him a while. Um, <laughs> you know, there's some there's some patriot stuff you could do like you know how many of your players do you feed steroids to bill um let's see yeah i would like to i would like to get some clarity or a a truth to um you know either spygate or uh tom brady's sort of his contract and that type of thing i think those would be good topics to explore a little bit um I'm trying to think. You know, there are some good questions you can ask of Dom, the Eagles security director. Mm, I like that. Yeah. That would be a good one. Uh, similar to the Goodell, what's the worst thing you've ever done? Or what's the <laughs> craziest thing you've had to cover up? Um, let's see. Who else is out there? I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to uh, maybe ask Stefan Diggs what he really thinks of Kirk Cousins. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't think anybody else would choose that for theirs, but <laughs> to each his own. Okay. Uh, David Rhodes says. Oh, you know, well, what's your answer? You your, your Patriots one is your answer? 
I, I uh, yeah, for now, let me uh, let, let me sit on that a little bit. I don't have a great one off the top of my head. I feel like there's something much better. I think that's probably like the right direction to go. But but the idea of, of uh, asking Goodell something appeals to me. Something okay. incriminating. Uh, D- I'd love to be the I'd D- love to be the one who takes him down. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We have a goal for you for uh, 2019 season. Uh, David Rode asks, can you do a deep dive on the rest of the NFC East QBs and their potential path to success? Is Dak any good or just a product of Zeke and the, a good O-line? Wow, what a timing. Washington or the Giants find their guy in this year's draft? Well, yes, I wrote a deep dive on Dak Prescott. Our friend Bob Sturm of the Dallas site did a big thing on Wentz a few weeks ago. I said, I'm going to return the favor. You know, I've, I've watched Dak against the Eagles. I've watched him in nationally televised games, but I've never really zeroed in on sort of the numbers and watched the film and that kind of thing. And so I wrote a deep dive on him uh, just, uh, well, I guess it will be yesterday by the time this post on the Athletic Philadelphia. And I have so, not had a chance to read it yet, uh, but I am, okay. I am interested. Tell me, uh, we want people to read it, but yeah. did, you, did you come away feeling better or worse than your uh, baseline opinion of him going in? I think it was, I think it was, I would say, the same or maybe a little bit worse. Oh, really? My, see, I was guessing that you would have, you would have maybe uh, earned, gained a little bit of respect for him after looking at this stuff. I'm surprised that it's not as good. Well, I guess there are two things. I mean, the main takeaways, yes. He still you can can't read, throw the ball the past piece. 15 yards? Yes. Your, your point of that, I mean, when you watch like four games in a row of him, it's just sort of maddening. This oh, offense of just everything is within 10 yards in the middle of the field. And, uh, you know, I think that's partially him. I think that's partially coaching and scheme. I think that's partially uh, the weapons. But it's kind of a, it's sort of a maddening offense to watch at times because they just have to move the ball down the field so methodically and there's just no big play element. I mean, I've got some striking uh, numbers in there that, you know, it was a lot worse than even I anticipated going in. Uh, now, having said that, I think he's got some stuff going for him. He's durable. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over and he's pretty accurate. Um, those things know, count. Yeah. Those things count. So that's like a baseline to competency, I feel like. And so, uh, you're going to love the comparison I made, which, you know, stylistically I'm watching him and I said, you know who he reminds me of? And then I looked up the numbers and that's Alex Smith. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I could so see that. I, I looked up that makes the numbers a lot of, sense. of the last three years and they're like identical. Really? Like they have the exact same completion percentage and yards per attempt over the last three years. Wow, good for you. Um, now, it's not totally fair. Prescott is 25, I want to say. Alex Smith is 34. Smith was playing for Andy Reid, had better weapons. Uh, Prescott was playing for Linehan. But just the style and the way they play, uh, you know, I, I thought it was um, very similar. So, uh, you know, it yeah, got me thinking, uh, obviously, the – Yeah, the question is, are the Cowboys going to hand him this contract of $30 million per year? And, you know, by all accounts, they are. I think they probably, you know, you make that move, but then you continue to look for your Colin Kaepernick or Patrick Mahomes. You know, if 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 Prescott surprises you and his ceiling is higher and they've got a new OC and he looks like uh, he's kind of better than what he has been, then great. You win that way. But, uh, you know, I don't think he's someone like with Wentz where you just sign him and say, all right, this is our guy for the foreseeable future. I think you probably still want to take some swings 
on uh, on quarterbacks just to see if you uh, hit the lottery a little bit and um, you know need to upgrade. You're not just caught uh, not having anybody. Okay, well said. I like that. That's good. That's a good one. I like that one. Okay, uh, let's see what Peck Nest migrate. This is from Dan Schaefer. A, Shield saying, oh, God, under his breath, when Bo might be getting himself fired. No, I forgot to uh, tell Zebram that's going to be a big part of his job when he's on the pod without me or even just in general with you at the NovaCare complex. He's got to make sure you stay employed. I think uh, that's right. Well, his job will be to keep me employed, and my job will be to, uh, to get him to loosen up a little bit. <laughs> that's right. Uh, B, Shield pausing for four seconds of dead air after Bo makes a joke. C, Shield trying to sign off 10 minutes before Bo will let the podcast end. So I guess this is to you. Po- to uh, me, um, I do love I, – I love all three of those, to be, to be frank. But <laughs> which, one do I, which one do I love the most? Which one do I nest the most? It's between uh, the trying to get us to end the podcast early and the, uh, the deadpan. I do like the deadpan. I think the pause has to be the nest. I think so too. I think that's probably yeah. that's probably yeah. the most part and parcel with uh, with the birds with friends DNA. And then I'll take the uh, the trying to sign off as the as the peck, and and I'll, we'll just have to get me fired, I guess. Well, I can say something other than oh, that's God. true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, that's all right. true. Okay. I would agree with those. Uh, Russell Leaves says now. Am I supposed wait a to second? Read Russell the- Leaves. Am I supposed to read? Wait, the is that name? his name? Yeah. What a great name. Or at Russell Kenton Leaves. Bird. That's such a what you're not gonna you're not that's a full sentence. Most overrated player in the NFL. That's like I, overrated. I once I once, uh, once was an intern with a woman named Paige Turner. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you were going to talk about your previous job, uh, social media industry, yeah, you know, but that's have to okay. Get Zach on uh, that. He wants to know most overrated player in the NFL, most overrated organization, and most overrated journalist. Now, I don't think we're. <laughs> I, I'm not going to answer number three. You may answer it uh, if you want. Most overrated player in the NFL. Hmm. Mm. That's kind of a tough one. I'm not going to say the most overrated organization in general, um, although I might. I might tilt towards the Rams, but um, I think I'm on the record as saying the most overrated team heading into this season, I think, far and away is the Chicago Bears. Uh, Wow. I don't don't see them making the playoffs. Have you seen these stories? They're They're getting like like the the most. Yeah, like the most most Super Bowl tickets. I don't get that at all. Which I don't understand. I don't get it at all. Maybe their odds are pretty good but yeah i, don't think so. I, I mean think they're like the fourth now with this favorite. robbie gould stuff now they got the kid you know the kicker thing is going to be a, a story all summer yeah i don't uh mr biscuit's not good that. they lost their they lost fangio like their, their defense can't be better than it was last year no it has to be worse i ju- and they're playing a first place schedule i don't i don't think they're gonna make the playoffs huh. so that's my answer for oh. this year boy so are you gonna pick the vikings or the packers to win that division that's gonna be fun yeah Okay. Uh, I mean, okay. We know I'm not picking pencil man. Um, I mean, the Cowboys may be the most overrated organization. Yeah, right? that's mean, a, that's a good, that's a good one. Um, what I'm about trying player? to look here. Player. Hmm. Tom Brady. Nick Foles has never lost a Super Bowl. 
Uh, I mean, I would say Eli Manning, but it feels like that's sort of taken a different turn like the last two years. Yeah, and I, I mean, I could make a case for Dak, but... I've got a good one. No, I've got a good one here. Okay. How about Matthew Stafford? Okay. Is what he, has he ever done? <laughs> that's a good question. What has he ever done? <laughs> I mean, they stink every year. Yeah, how good true. of a quarterback can... How good of a quarterback can he be when your team can't even get into the playoffs? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure who really rates him highly, but that's a good one. I mean, I think he's still considered like a quality quarterback, which maybe he is, but he's he's, he's, he's a fun quarterback. I don't think he's a a good quarterback. Uh, See, I disagree. I don't find him fun. Okay. Yeah, I've th- I've always thought that was so overrated. All right, like, well, I like that. This, this is a good take. This guy's arm. Look at him. Not like no, I don't. I don't want to watch a Lions game with him. Give me a break. All right, I like that. This is a good take. This is Joe this Flacco? is going to be this is going to be good for for when you write a Lions <laughs> article and and Lions fans <laughs> dig this dig up this audio. I like that. By the way, the Athletic uh, NFL read my first column. My Matthew Stafford is overrated. <laughs> Listen, you're, you, Sheila's only responsible for uh, takes that are behind the paywall. He can't. He cannot be held responsible for ones that are free for all. Um, I'm trying to going through the teams here. I want, I want to say like Mariota a running back. Like no, Marcus Mariota. he stinks. Everybody okay, knows he stinks. He's... Uh, okay. I, I, I mean, like, what about like Todd Gurley or any running back? Okay, that's fine. I will tell you, who I don't think is overrated. Who I watched. Uh, I did the same exercise as I did with Dak Prescott with this guy right afterwards. And I'm in, baby. I'm in on Baker Mayfield, baby. All right. Give me the hype on this guy. You're in on the Browns. You're you're, you're buying the hype. Talk about totally different playing personalities between those two guys. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I like that. Let's see. Uh, Do you want to give your most overrated journalist or no? (laughs) Well, I, I think we know who yours is. Uh, listen, I'm not talking about it's a, it. a certain person who tends to get uh, all right, all right, incorrect. Can... Um, uh, I don't think I need to give one. Uh, Rohit, it's the same the... guy. It's the same. It's the same guy who tried to steal my seat. Mm, wow. Okay. Rohit V says wants the, your position coach power rankings. Now I don't think we can do all of them, but give me your, uh, you know, your your top, top few two. and your bottom few. Okay. Um, let's see. Coordinators don't count, presumably. Coordinators don't count. Yeah. Uh, all right. You got press, deuce, peel. Mm. I mean, the jury's out on Mr. Carson Walsh, so I'm going to put him at the bottom for now, just because okay. he's, got, he's got a tough job. Um, Stout, pretty high. Mm. Philip Daniels, don't know yet. Flajol, who's to say? <laughs> Jones to say, <laughs> Unlin. Um, I'm gonna put. I, I think you have to put Stout at the top. And okay, I mean he does. He also does have probably the he, over the course of his Eagles career has had the best talent to work with. But uh, he's done a good job with them. So I'll, I'll give Stout the top nod, and uh, and Walsh at the bottom for now. And I don't know. I. I don't really think that anybody else deserves to be at the bottom. I guess I mean like maybe I guess you could make a case for for the linebackers just because what have they done? But he but Flagell hasn't had a ton of talent there either. So okay, yeah, I think Stout, Press, Taylor, and kind of like an Unlin from time to time. I like an Unlin. I think Unlin might be my number two. They're they're near the top for me. Yeah. Okay. 
let's see what else we had. Oh, this is a good one. What is a reasonable package the Eagles could offer for Jadevian mm. Clowney? Yeah, considering Texans the Texans keep, uh... do not have a GM. Uh, can they flee some? That's right. Honestly, I think they the should have traded him Joe that... Douglas. Yeah, that would have been a great trade. <laughs> Joe Douglas for Jadavion Clowney. Joe Douglas. Awesome. Joe Douglas in a second. You know, uh, I think it's probably it's probably more I think about can you uh, budget to pay for Jadavion Clowney over the compensation maybe. Well, I don't know. Well, but the, I mean the, the the Texans would still need compensation. I mean, what are you talking about? Right. A first and like Vitae and Aguilar? That's it's, it's it's like an NBA trade. It doesn't it's not something that would happen. Well, I'm trying to see here. I know what we can look for here. What did the I'm trying to look. What did the 49ers give up for D Ford? A 2022nd round draft pick. Hmm. Now, Clowney is better than D Ford, but I'm just giving you a sort of sense and then let me see what did the Chiefs It's probably more like Frank Clark actually. Because uh, Clowney is younger and better. So let's see. They gave up a first-round pick in 2019, a 2020, uh, a second-rounder in 2020, and a pick swap mm. in 2019. So I would, I would guess if you're not including a player, which the Eagles would want to include players, um, they, would, they would almost have to give up like, I don't know, like Brandon Graham or something? It's you kind of have to give up somebody who's making some money, I would think. Yeah, but Aguilar is making money this year. Okay. I mean, would you do a first in Aguilar? I would do it. I don't like to trade. I'm uh, not in the business of trading future firsts, but I think I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, I would do it. If if you felt good about, hey, we we can sign him and still be good to our long term plan, if like you know that fit for them, uh, I when I did, I think I said this before, but when I did that, like. Top 50 free agents piece, Clowney was like the most fun guy to watch. Yeah. He's just a, yeah, he's a maniac. He's so. a beast. Oh, okay. Um, how do you see Mylotta? This is from S. Simon. We'll do a couple more. How, how much do you see Mylotta contributing this season? Uh, also do a big, powerful man ranking. Well, we, we got to the big, power, big, strong, powerful man earlier. So, uh, I think Mylotta is still the biggest, powerfulest man on the team probably. Maybe in the league. Yeah, potentially. Okay. Uh, I don't think that Mylotta is going to be much of a much of a player this year. Really? You think he's going to dress on game days? Most likely not. Really? I mean, is he going to play ahead of Dillard? No. Mm. I mean, that would be yeah, that would be true. bizarre. That's true. I mean, he's getting some reps at right tackle. That's what he's been. That's where he's been practicing in the spring. But like. I don't. I don't see why he would be active. I think especially you after tell Brooks Zach, comes back and and if, if Vitae is still here. Yeah, I think right before training camp starts, you should tell Zach that uh, the editors, like high above us, want him to do a daily Jordan Mailata post <laughs> for kind of his per, his first assignment. Well, we can do that in the we can see if he runs we can do it. that in the in the uh, notebook, the practice notebook. Make sure there's a daily Mailata note. Okay. All right. That was it? You said there were a couple more. All right. You want one more? Okay. Let's do one more. Debate team stat, stat leaders on both sides of the ball. So uh, passing is obvious. Uh, who will lead 
uh, water gun to your head on July 15th, although this will go up July 16th, uh, who will lead the Eagles in receiving yards and rushing yards next year? I know that uh, that Doug Peterson keeps sort of pumping up Jordan Howard, but uh, I still I still have to go with Miles Sanders for rushing. And uh, we've talked about this. I, I think uh, I mean he may not. The question with Deshaun is: Is he going to play enough? And then there's also Ertz and Alshon. I yeah. think water gun to my head. I might say Alshon. Interesting, but I think that okay. D- that Deshaun will have the highest I per would... game uh, receiving yards. Okay, I will go with Miles Sanders, and I'll, I'll go safe and go with Ertz. Okay, that works. And then on okay. defense, uh, what about uh, sack? Sacks? Sack leader? Are you going with Fletcher Cox? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Derek Barnett. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You're going with Cox? Someone should write about him. Somebody should. Uh, I will. I will go with Fletcher Cox. Okay. And interceptions. Rodney McLeod. Are you there? I said Rodney McLeod. Uh, okay, that was a long pause. Yeah, I was thinking. Okay. Uh, I will go with Avante Maddox. Yeah, of course you're going to go with Avante Maddox. I'm surprised you didn't take him for sacks. Nose ball, loves ball. Avante yeah. tough now. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Well, that'll do it for the uh, first episode of season three of Birds with Friends. How do you feel? Uh, I didn't hear what you said. I said, how do you feel? Oh, I feel great. I, I have, I've had to go to the bathroom for like uh, 10 to 15 minutes, so I am looking forward to the conclusion of this. All right, well, I will call up the, uh, the Sophie Tell in, in Center City and alert them that you're on your way. <laughs> uh, that will do Very it for, for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back. Uh, I don't know, later this week or early next week at some point. And uh, we will eventually draft our cereals that we can, uh, the only cereals that we can eat for the rest of our lives. For Sheil, and now for Zach, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening, and as always, we love you.